Dorks and Forks. All right, and we're back. The Dorks and Forks podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brian Wilde, and across from me, as always, the Reverend Dan Sanchez. We've got a great show lined up today. To my left, celebrity chef from the Stone Balloon Ale House, Robbie Jester. Thanks for having me. It's a good way to spend a Sunday afternoon. I really appreciate you doing our show. Uh, you know, you've accomplished so much, I feel like you're kind of slumming it here today. I completely disagree, but thank you very much. All right. To my right, from thepuppetguy.com, puppeteer and etch-a-sketch wizard, Lee Zimmerman. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm oh, looking forward to this. I kind of went down your YouTube rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, Heather recommended... Um, oh, thanks, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, cheers, guys. Here we go. It's kind of an Oktoberfest theme. Cheers. Uh, I know Dan and I were at Oktoberfest yesterday. Kind of got it in a little too much. That was pretty crazy. It was a good time. So, uh, cheers. We'll see you guys on the other side. All right, dorks and forks. It was your birthday, 37. It was my birthday. I'm recovering today. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate us taking it easy. Uh, it was nice. It was nice. We had a nice weekend. Went to a couple great restaurants locally here. We went to Bardea. Mm, awesome. Um, and that was delicious. And where else did we go? Bar Roja, right here in uh, Trolley Square. Great new addition to the Trolley Square area. Yeah. Some nice uh, Mexican food yeah, from so. the Big Fish Group. Delicious stuff. Yeah, it sounds really like good a weekend. Sounds like you had a good, exciting weekend. It was, yeah. Very yeah. low-key. That's the way yeah. I do my birthday. I'm not like a, yeah, let's party. I, I, I feel like once you get past, like, 32, you're like, the, the, the fewer the fewer hijinks you can have on your birthday, the better. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, because you don't want things too exciting. Right? But, you, can't. you know, a heart attack. I mean, what I'm completely excited about, um, I'm telling you, my girlfriend and I, we recently discovered this place called His and Hers Adult Boutique. Oh? Located in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, the friendly and informative staff made us feel totally welcome and comfortable while shopping for some fun products to give our relationship a little uh, spice, maybe a little uh, je ne sais quoi, if you will. His and Hers can be your one-stop shop for premium adult products such as toys, lingerie, oils, novelty items, and more. You can shop for products to use on yourself or with your partner, and as we found out, they're sure to both entice and delight. His and Hers is located at 3907 Kirkwood Highway and is open daily. Hours of operation are Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 10 p.m. Uh, be sure to stop by and visit and tell them the dorks sent you. I just got to jump in with this. I actually buy stuff from His and Hers for the puppet show. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I made oh, a pull that I need a fishnet. <laughs> Where funny. am I going to go? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Delaware. Like... So I actually know this place. It's a killer place. Yeah, it's a, it's a good shop if you're ever looking for And the staff is hot? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> They are. Well, there you go. So how was that? Did I do all right on that first drive? I, was... I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I've heard worse. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It was uh, Jay-Z-like, you know? Oh, yeah? <laughs> One taking you're out. Bang. Dynamic. Cheers, man. Well, talk about one take. So you, you've got quite the background as a culinary uh, kind of expert. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've been, I've been a lucky guy. Uh, 
TV is, has been nice to me, and they, they decided to have me on after the first time, so I consider myself lucky. Um, and this uh, is Food Network. Food Network, yeah, yeah correct. So Beat Bobby Flay, uh, Guy's Grocery Games, three episodes of that. I went on the Thanksgiving episode, should rerun in a couple of weeks. And then I, I made it to the finals and lost. And then they invited me back for Redemption, won the first of the— uh, of the Redemption episodes, won the first in that tournament. And then I was so excited to have won $16,000 that I went and tanked in the first round in the next one and <laughs> went, you know, took my butt back to uh, back to, to Delaware from California, but I made sure I got an In-N-Out burger while I was there. There you go. So. I hear the In-N-Out's animal style. I hear that's the You've way never had go. an In-N-Out before, no, right? No, I've never really been oh, west. They're so good, they? man. It is so good. They're so good. I, I didn't believe it, and I had my first one when I was out there on just a casual trip, and then I found found out that there was one about two miles away from where the hotel was for guys grocery games so i walked and later found out that the area that i walked through to get to in and out burger was probably not the best area oh, for no. me to be walking to which one but uh it's santa rosa but it's oh. like this weird sort of area santa rosa walking out there was like they were like hey man don't don't do that again today yikes <laughs> so i was like yikes. All right. wow um but loved it. Uh, Guy's Grocery Games is a great show. He is a phenomenal human being. Yeah. Um, he does tons of charity work locally out there. All the food from the grocery store goes to local charities once oh, they're wow. done with it. Yeah. Uh, he's a huge Make-A-Wish supporter, among other things. So in between takes, he was, like, outside, you know, you know, hanging out with Make-A-Wish kids and stuff like that. So just a great human being. Um, and what people don't know is that he is just all about that the integrity of that show, each round of that show being yeah. being true to form and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't like any complaining. And there was a little, you know, we had one of the contestants that, like, complained a little bit behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And he, uh, you know, hit, um, hit with a, a pause on the take and, you know, redirected the guy's behavior and, mm. and then went wow. right into it. So he's like, you know... He, he's all about the gratitude and you beat out thousands and thousands of people to be there. Right. So, you know, just enjoy it and, you know, follow the rules. The rules are the same for everybody. It's not like they're different. Uh, and they are hard. I mean, it is difficult. It is a grocery store that they build in a warehouse. Probably mm. shouldn't have said that. No. Well. <laughs> uh, but it is a grocery store stage and you run through the grocery store. The grocery store is not air conditioned. Oh, so you're kind of like here today. So, <laughs> yeah. so, all right, so, that, so you're right at home here. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah you're and, just... <laughs> and the grill that they have next to you is the hottest grill known to man. Wow. I mean, it is unbelievably hot. And, and they, you've got all the lights on you. The lights you know? and everything like that. And the grill is, you know, like lava rock hot. Wow. So you run through the grocery store. You have 30 minutes to prep four plates. You do three plates for the judges, one plate for the, the camera shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to whatever whatever the game is. So you have to have a budget battle where you have $12.99 to make a Thanksgiving feast, and they give you coupons. Or you have to create a meal with all foods that start with the letter R. Wow. Or you, know, you, have, you can only buy six pounds worth of food and – you have to make this, this, and this. So it is really challenging. Or here's the Daiso ingredients, and you got to roll the dice, and everybody's got to use radishes, or everybody's got to use queso fresco, or whatever the wow. case may be. Yeah. So it's super, super hard. So by the time I did that, then going to Beat Bobby Flay, I felt like Beat Bobby Flay was a lot more simple because all of your ingredients are right there. You don't have to go running through the grocery store. Right. You yeah. actually have 45 minutes instead of a half hour. Wow. Uh, and if you get to the round where you play, where you go against Bobby Flay, then you know 
uh, what you're making ahead of time. So you you have it figured out in your head versus guys' grocery games, which literally the only time you have to think about your item is the amount of time it takes for them to shift the boom on the camera. Oh wow! Wow! And that's there. And you know, then he does his little three, two, one, go thing where he never says it the same way, but yeah. everybody oh, yeah. like stutter yeah. steps on sure. their way out and stuff yeah. like that. Oh man! And he gets he gets you every time, even though you know it's coming after you've watched an episode every single time he gets yeah. you. Now, he also directs the show as well. So there is a director, but he, I mean, he is very much in control of, of the yeah. show and how it moves and, and everything like that. So he pitches uh, pitches the cameras around and stuff like that. And the crew is fantastic. And it was really cool going back the second time because the crew the first time was exactly the same the second time mm-hmm. around. Like I had the same producer and you each get a producer. So each... So I had a producer, his name was Rick, fantastic dude. Uh, He's worked on a bunch of other different shows like Project Runway and stuff like that. But they follow you around every single day. And the one thing that that you don't know ahead of time is the further you get, the longer the interviews take afterwards. And that's when they do all the stuff where you're like sitting in a room with like chili peppers behind you. And you're going, and I'm getting ready to pull out pull out my salmon and I'm thinking oh man I hope it's not burnt and your producer literally goes through every single step moment. every single ingredient and he's like hey tell me what you're thinking in this moment hey tell me what you're thinking wow. in that moment and you have to re- recap it all as if it's happening right now yeah wow. so the further you get it's it's hours afterwards so when you get to the finals and lose you're like oh, oh man. man and when I got out of my interview and the guy that beat me was already like <laughs> In his hotel room, I was like, man, come on now. Wow. So, yeah, Beat Bobby Flay was too, and it's in the city. So when they do that interview afterwards, like, there's there's trucks coming down the street and, like, beeping their horns and stuff like that. And you would get through, like, a full paragraph worth of something, and they'd be like, all right, you got to say it all over right. again. Um, but that's super cool too. I mean, they they really were classy about how they handled everything from start to finish, you know, sending me up on the train and stuff like that. And then, you know, he was very gracious the day of, and they have some producers there that were fantastic. One guy, Cliff, does a lot of, like, tasty videos now. Hmm. He was my – he's a big Hawaiian dude. He was, like, my producer on my side of the kitchen. And it's funny because you have one guy on Bobby Bobby's side of the kitchen and right. one guy on your side of the kitchen. When I beat him, he came out, and I haven't been picked up by another man <laughs> in so many years I can't – but he came and, like – bear hugged me oh, and picked man. me up he was like oh man that was so awesome and uh just super cool when they treat you really really well that's great and then you beat him with a scampi scampi yep yeah. shrimp scampi that's good. uh made pasta made pasta there and i had already figured out like within three minute increments exactly what i was going to do the entire show like i had i had just rehearsed it in my brain nice. i got out of my timeline but then in the pasta rolling i started rolling pasta with two hands but the coolest part of the day for me i mean beating him was pretty cool but um, Michael Voltaggio from Top Chef being mm-hmm. one of the guest judges, and then Lance Bass from Sync yeah. was the second one. So that's pretty cool. Uh, they they make you do something when you run out on stage, and they're like, you got to think of something where you fist bump or you you know you jump up and down right. or you say something or something like that, and you don't know ahead of time who your guest judge is going to sure. be until you're sitting backstage and they announce them. So when they announced Lance Bass, I was like, I know. So I walked out of stage and I did a little bye bye bye. Nice. Thing, like, from, uh, from the music video. Yeah. Right, so, right. Uh, he loved That's that. I appreciate that. He was really cool, too. So. Yeah. I hear he's a really nice guy. Oh, super nice That's guy. Awesome. And really into food. And he got up and walked around and talked. Both him and, and Michael did. They yeah. came out and, and talked to uh, talked to us on our stations and stuff like that. And 
Michael was super cool too, and Michael's a Maryland boy originally. Yeah. Uh, and his brother Brian, well, he has restaurants in Maryland as well, but his brother Brian has uh, a few more than he does, and I've been down to to Volt in Maryland, and it's fantastic. So yeah, that's great. That's great. So I'm watching uh, the lovely Miss Heather prepare some Oktoberfest treats for us right now, and I really can't wait to sink my teeth into them. But before we talk oh, yeah, about not, that, yeah, you're not making scampi for us today, are you? No, you know, you know, it's one of those things that I, I do lots of scampi demos and stuff like that. So when I have something like this where it's like free form, I like to do something a little bit different. So yeah. we're gonna do something a little, uh, a little. Oktoberfest inspired, some chicken thighs, uh, mustard and pretzel crusted chicken thighs, some quick red cabbage kraut, which is kind of like more like more like braised cabbage than cabbage kraut, mm-hmm. but uh, still going with the same flavors, you know, the, the salty, the sweet, you know, adding in the mustard and the pretzels there. Mm-hmm. It should be really good. And chicken thighs is like my it ingredient right now. I just love nice. it for everything. Yeah, and Dan loves the dark meat. I love dark meat. Heather just brought us out some nice uh, warm pretzels and a little beer cheese that she made. Smells great. It's awesome. There are few things more charming than a than a warm pretzel. The smell of a warm pretzel. Oh man! Oh, it's true. This cheese looks really good too. Yeah. What is that, Heather? It's just beer and cheese. No, you make a, like a roux and then you add. Oh. Beer. Oh, she made it. Fancy. She you made, made a roux. roux? Yes, you made. Ooh la la. Well, let's try these real quick. They are hot out of the oven. These pretzels. They so, look great. Oh, no, babe, you thought you thought cooking for me was bad. Robbie Jester's going to judge you. Right <laughs> now on I, am, I am the easiest dude to please. I am a lukewarm pizza guy. There we go. I like a cold egg roll in the morning. Oh, man. Hey, delicious. I got to tell you what, guys. We're going to put some pictures of these uh, delicious pretzels on our Instagram. That's mm. at Dorks and Forks on Instagram. You can also follow us on Facebook. That's true. Backslash Dorks and Forks. Spectacular. Yes. Yeah. You can hear the crunch. Beer cheese is delicious. On that pretzel. <laughs> so good. Some ASMR for people. <laughs> there you go. It's mm. a pretzel. Oh, yeah. Do you like to eat the pretzel? I like to dip the pretzel. Robbie. Beer cheese. Robbie. I, Real slow. Come on, do some ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm even made for that. <laughs> I just learned about this recently. Oh, it's so weird. So it people is, love it. It is. And all, I was I was like looking over a kid's shoulder that, that it's like a prep cook in my kitchen the other day, and he's like, got his earphones in and just watching this person chew. And I was like, what is that? He's like, oh man, it's so soothing. I was like, no, I was it's like, not. Oh, right. It helps when they're cute, you know. Right when it's an attractive person doing yeah. it, it definitely yeah, helps. not not us. No, you know. No. Are you aware, Lee, of ASMR? No. It's kind of this. How would you describe it? Audio sensory. Audio audio sensory. But it's basically, Dan, what's it? It's it's basically the the soothing sounds of eating food or like pop rocks and popping in the mouth. Neither of these things are soothing. Gargling beer. Yeah. And it's weird when they mix it into like porn. Not that I've seen that kind of Of course not. Uh, But you can probably find that type of thing at His and Hers (laughs) right here on Kirkwood Highway. His and Hers might have some ASMR videos. And if they don't, don't um, yeah, let me look up. Let me just bring this up. What is? What is ASMR? People um, is. I have go. All right, Brian. What do they say? What is this Google search engine thing? It's called Google. It's uh, the it's oldest. Weird. It's a autonomous sensory meridian response or audio sensory meridian response, characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck 
and the upper spine. So to so to create that feeling, what? That's when people like so the crunch of the that makes that makes people's hair like stand up on the back of their neck I'm like doing it to somebody right now. Tickled. It's happening right now. It's somewhere in America. I think people are like turning us off if they hadn't already. Somebody's turned off. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so um, I, so yeah, I guess you could after this pretzel, you could go in, maybe start cooking. Uh, when we return, the puppet guy, the puppet guy, Lee Zimmerman. We're gonna talk to him. He's been kind of quiet over there, drinking his Dr Pepper. Yeah, eating my pretzel. And man. It's pretzel. really good. It's really, it is a really good <laughs> it's a nice pretzel. Warm pretzel. When we return, this is amazing. The no, puppet return. man, puppet guy. The He's not. Guy. He refuses to be a man, and I don't blame him. One more time, ready? Five. When we return, the puppet guy, dorks and forks. <laughs> Better than the burger at In and Out. I just love those French fries. They're really, really good. They do them right. And and they come in a circular thing. Yeah, the fries come in a circular, yeah, like kind of circular. carton. And yeah. you can get them animal style, like the burger. Yeah, which is There's great. supposedly some secret thing that you can say. Like you might want to look it up. There is some secret order you can make it In and Out. That is uh, like you got to know the right phrase, and I've okay. just heard about it forever. I just don't know if it's accurate. Isn't it I like you a, would know? I, Isn't it like I, a I double animal style? What's I've heard it. I've heard that there, there's like this this item that you order and just verbal it, and they all know it. But the other thing about it is, you know, other than like Chick Fil A, you're not going to find people more happy to serve you. Yeah, like oh, they're yeah. in and out. They're probably getting paid fifteen bucks an hour. Oh, I'd imagine so. But I think yeah. of Clockwork Orange every time I say it. Because <laughs> of that Clockwork. line from Clockwork Orange, no time for the old in and out. And out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says it on three occasions in the film. Yeah. Yeah. So every time we went through, I'm sorry. Can't so that goes in the I'm finding these secret orders at in and out right now. Okay. And uh, we just talked about the animal style fries. So that's definitely one. They know how to do that. Then there's also the Flying Dutchman, which is, wow. It is fried mustard. It's stuffed. I can't even. It's. I will put this on the website. It says the Flying Dutchman is with whole grilled onions, fried mustard, and stuffed with fries. It's basically instead of two burger, instead of a bun, you get two, two burger patties, patties oh, with the fries geez. in the middle and the that cheese. Is, dude, that's irresponsible. That's intense. Then there's the Neapolitan well. shake. You can make a Neapolitan shake, oh. which is pretty cool. Chocolate, strawberry, mm-hmm. vanilla shake there. There's a four by four, which, let's see, four patties, four slices of cheese, lettuce, tomato sauce, and onions. That's ridiculous. Mm. You just go, for, you go four by four, and that's what you get. Four patties, burgers, oh. cheese fries. Mm. It's kind of like a given. So, Lee, you yeah, spent a lot of time out there on the West Coast. 20 years. I was 20 years. happy there. Yeah. <laughs> You Not were. that I don't love Delaware. Delaware's awesome, and my family's all out here. Well, tell me a little bit about it. When, when, you, when you went out there and how it you started? It was uh, 91, and uh, I moved to San Francisco first, and that's not where comedy was. So, yeah. And I knew that Venice Beach was just something that I was destined to try. And uh, it just all started there, and it just blossomed out of that 
first summer in Venice Beach. From there, it went to the improv, and from that, did a lot of television. Actually, um, uh, they did a whole episode of the Drew Carey show based on the puppets. The entire cast turned into the puppets. That was a really big highlight. But it's because of Venice, like, I got to work for Frank Zappa. I, I went out to L.A., I will say this, hoping to meet celebrities. It was a big part of my agenda, because it's not the celebrity part. The people that I admire became famous because they did something brilliant, and Frank Zappa was somebody I thought I'd never get to meet. That happened within like four months of being there. Wow. But it was one of the greatest things that ever happened and, and stuff like I was at a movie with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And we got yeah. along on the set. I didn't know he was going to become Quentin Tarantino. And then years later, we got to be friends again. So what was, that? what was the movie? It's called Eddie Presley, The Life and Times of Eddie Presley. And the guy that wrote and stars in it is uh, Maynard in Pulp Fiction. He's the one who owns oh. the... Uh, the, uh, the pawn shop. Right, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, it's his film. He stars in it. It was a stage play. I'm sorry. I'm looking over this way. Hubbard. It was a stage play, Eddie Presley, and then he turned into this, this feature film. And when they released it, they beefed up Quentin's part. <laughs> they released wow. it on DVD. Wow. That's great. so interesting. That's so cool. That's so interesting. And I'm also seeing here that you have uh, you entertained the cast of Seinfeld on their rap party. That was awesome. That was like a... Uh, uh, well, uh, the first night that I worked at the Improv, I worked with Seinfeld. He was the he came up two acts later. Wow! And I know he hated prop comics. Who wouldn't? I hate prop comics, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the word puppets is just dreadful. I never let him say it before I would take the stage. <laughs> but uh, years later, he, I couldn't believe it. He remembered. He said, "Get that guy for the uh, worked right on the street set." Yeah. And like in the, they had me move around to different places. I got to do on top of the counter in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Do all my puppets there? That was that's that was, awesome. That was a real. So, what drew you to puppetry in the first place? Oh, accident. By the way, that's not the great Clinton Tarantino story. That's the boring one. There's the great one comes later if you want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, we definitely want to hear it. Is totally because <laughs> I wanted to be Jimi Hendrix. I was telling this. Saw this Jimi Hendrix movie at the State Theater, mm-hmm. and I sucked on guitar. And I went home and I tried and I tried and I tried for like a year, and I just I just couldn't get good. And I wanted to be remarkable. And it turns out I didn't even want to play the guitar. I wanted to be Jimi Hendrix. Right. So I made right. this puppet when I was fifteen, and then I was in art school, and I had this puppet to make art supply money. And I went out on the street and like really fast got on TV with that. And it just kept building and building, and I, I resented it. I didn't like sure. puppets. Sure. <laughs> but just was, I liked a toy. I wanted a toy of Jimi Hendrix, and it right. just kept growing, expanded the show, moved to L.A. It just kind of, I followed it around. In fact, it's because of this one Jimi Hendrix puppet that I've done all the cool stuff I've ever done. Wow. That's so awesome. Made it when I was 15, and it's the centerpiece of my universe. So you, you hand make all of your puppets. I certainly do. And it's a combination of, go ahead and explain it for our audience. It's a wireframe, and then a cellular over the top. My brother, Drew Zimmerman, was a master, and he just was a paper mache everything. He still is a paper mache god. Mm-hmm. And uh, puppets for him was just something he could teach me for my birthday. And he right. said, what do you want to make? I said, Hendrix. Yeah. And uh, that, that just led to it. And I wasn't going to make a whole lot of characters. But then by the time I hit L.A., all this TV work just kept coming up. And the answer to any question in L.A. is absolutely. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course. Of course. Unless it's porn. And then you get more money. Yeah. Well, you got to say it with enthusiasm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll do that porn. <laughs> you have to say, yeah. Um, we want to get to your story about Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino. And I have a thousand puppet questions for you. But I want to make sure that Chef Robbie over here can get in the kitchen and start doing his thing. So we're going to excuse him for a moment. Sure. That sounds yeah, good. Absolutely. All right, man. Cheers. All right. Yeah, we'll Adios. see you. Uh, 
See it a bit. All right, so you're timed. It's 30 minutes <laughs> to cook for the dorks and forks. Ready? It's going to you... get real loud in there if i got to cook in 30 That's minutes. Fine. No, it's fine. You <laughs> take your time. It's really a warehouse dressed to look like That's that. right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Behind these windows, we have production assistants. That's right. And then, of course, right. uh, you can check out all the pictures of Robbie's food process uh, in the kitchen on our Instagram yeah. at Dorks and Forks. Yeah, and this is basically this is a highlight of your career, right? I mean, like cooking for the Dorks and Forks. I mean, I yeah. can't imagine anything get, you going beat, up from here, right? You beat Bobby Flay. I'd yeah, say. it's only yeah. downhill from here. It's only downhill. Yeah, guy. <laughs> and now you're in the kitchen. I'm, I'm peaking of Dorks and Forks. Well, all right, we can't wait. Cheers, I'm, I'm Thank really you so much. excited. Yep, Thanks, absolutely. Robbie. So, Tarantino. The better story. Do you really want to hear it? Yes. Yeah, That's so it, good. Uh, my ex-wife and I just loved him. She was a Playboy Playmate of the Year. I got to perform at the Playboy Mansion. That was like the second year that I was there. And I knew her magazine. In fact, I had said to my friend right there on Stinsford Road in Newark, when I saw her issue, I was 14. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to marry this woman. Get today. out. And I did. And so, when I met her, I said to her at the Playboy Mansion, I've been dating you for 17, for 14 years. Excuse me, for 14 years. And uh, years of going to the mansion, it was like uh, 2001. We met in 92, and then 2001. We're leaving for a Halloween party. Yeah. Tarantino's walking in. She just exploded. Oh, my God! And he just ran over there. Basically, we spoke in shorthand with all of his films. Those first four, those at that time, it was three films. We just constantly talked about them. And I reached in my pocket and said, dude, I would never bother you, but we based our marriage on True Romance. His oh, first wow. film. It was his first script. He didn't direct that one. Right, right. And I whipped out pictures of us getting married at the Graceland Wedding Chapel because wow. the centerpiece of True Romance is right. Elvis. So right. we, I showed him a picture of us getting married by Elvis. He just thought that was the greatest thing. And I said, we quoted the movie in our wedding vows. And he's like blown out of the water. He remembered her. He's wow. like, he remembered her cover. Deborah Joe, you're, oh my God, you're Deborah Joe. So a, a couple months, well, not, you know, sorry, a couple days later, we got an invite to his house. We started hanging out with him at his house. Wow. And I don't know if you remember Dorothy Stratton. She was the Playboy Playmate that was murdered. Right, yes. Her little sister wanted to know all kinds of Dorothy stories. Deborah knew her. So we were hanging with Quentin and Dorothy at Quentin's house watching on his enormous screen. Like it's his, uh, we never went in the main house. We just always hung out in his projection private theater, which his television was the size of this wall. I mean, it was wow. just massive. And his, his theater is a real theater with theater seats, yeah. cup holders in the seats, reclining chairs, the whole deal. It's like 50 seats. And it, he was just the coolest guy. There's all this great Pulp Fiction stuff, not memorabilia, but art that people had produced oh, for him. Wow. It's just incredible. The We're hanging out with him for like an entire winter and a part of the summer. <laughs> and then... Uh, he invited us to come and see Pulp Fiction at his house. Actually, his girlfriend called and said, we want you to come out. Members of the cast will be there, oh. and we'll be talking about production. Basically, it was going to be a live-action writer-director commentary. Wow. And Deborah didn't want to go. Deborah <sighs> Joe did not want to go because well, she'd seen some stuff there that she was long past. Let's oh. put it that way. And she just it made her uncomfortable. She knew We knew everybody that was going to – she knew everybody. She was pretty famous on her own. Yeah. So when we get there – I get this invitation. It, it was just impossible for me to wrap my head around the fact we are turning this down. Yeah. And he calls personally. It was the one and only time he called personally. He goes, you do understand what I'm talking about. And I said, Quentin, I completely understand. We're, we're having the biggest fight we've had this entire year. I don't know what to tell you. Wow. He goes, put her on the phone. And she wouldn't budge. And years later, she still regrets it. I talked to her today. We did not mention it. But I sent her to the new film, which is his best film ever. And it's the reason that 
I'm moving back to LA. Watching this new film, A Love Letter to Hollywood. Yeah. And at the end of it, I just sat there. I've seen it four times now. I sat wow. there and I thought, I have to get back. He loves his city. Yeah. This film, I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's And when I meet him again, I'm going to say, I'm only back because of you, dude. Of you. Yet again. <laughs> so the punchline to all that is he remembered us enough to talk about us on the True Romance commentary when it came out. So he wow. mentions Deborah and I in, in this commentary, and he's just like, and they mentioned, you know, he mentioned the, the Graceland Wedding Chapel. And if you go there, you could still see a portrait of us on the wall. In That's Vegas, awesome. if you go there, next to Bon Jovi and the drummer from Def Leppard. Oh man, wow. maybe we'll see if we can do some kind of audio pull of that of that piece of commentary from oh. uh, from True Raymonds. That'll be really cool. I hope that wasn't too long, but no, it, oh, no. that oh, was to fly over the version in a helicopter and describe the story. So they were <laughs> like, so there was these crazy sex parties at these premieres. Whatever uh, imagination you think of the mansion, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was exactly what your imagination says the Playboy Mansion was. It saw yeah. so many awesome things. If it wasn't for the non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. And I'm you've, sure. you've got a lot of other ho- like Hollywood friends. Oh man, I, like I said, it was. And for a while there, I was just on this this strange energy where they just kept walking up, and it was always people that I admired. The one and only guy I did get to meet him. Of all the people that I wanted to work with, I just kept doing that. My favorite drummer, Terry Bozio, yeah. he wanted me to open for him. Just so he could put on the Hollywood Palace marquee, Puppet Show and Terry Bozio. So he could do the Spinal Tap joke. Yes. And yes. my original drummer was going to be Terry Bozio. And that was just a weird connection. Oh, that led to the Zappa thing the next night. And then I worked for Zappa's again. Years later, Lisa Loeb did a video. And I made this Hello Kitty puppet that played the guitar. And Dweezil directed. And it was like all these circles kept getting closed. I'd known of Deborah Joe for years on our first date. We just knew we were going to be lifelong partners, and it right. just like all oh, this stuff just kept happening. Another one was Guns N' Roses. I did their final rap party, uh, and this happens a good one. Uh, Seinfeld was a good one. I'm sorry, I actually Seinfeld wrote down sounds like a lot of fun. One. Oh, yeah, just a couple weeks ago, Tame Impala. Do you guys know the band Tame Impala? No, Kevin Parker. Yeah. We're on Saturday Night Live. Do you? No, she does. I made a, a somebody. His manager hired me to make a portrait of him. And he posted on his Instagram. People are going nuts. He loves his puppet. He asked for a second one. So I made another one that he uses a bare feet on pedal board. So I made mm. this pedal board with magnets in it so the puppet can touch oh, all the that's buttons. that's awesome. awesome. Really excited about that one. That's yeah. awesome. It just seemed like for a long time there, it was just celebrity after celebrity that I admired. It wasn't, and celebrity yeah. isn't it. It's the stuff they did to become famous. Right, yeah. right. It blows me out of the water. But you had this hair back in the 90s. See, that was the and I feel out. like it was, it, it was, it was the hair that got you in. It was. It was glorious. It no, was like no. something out of a Bon Jovi video. Yeah. The week yeah. that I met Deborah Joe, I also met Demi Moore. And Demi Moore had her assistant call me and ask me out. Come on. And no. I know. Come I'm looking on, at me no. too. I have a mirror. <laughs> I know. I have a mirror, dude. But it was wow. the hair. The hair that was hair. like, yep. it was everything. It was something to hide behind, as Hendrix used yeah. to say. And it was the 90s behind. too. So. It was perfect timing. And I had to say no because uh, she hired me to do the Nash Lampoon Loaded Weapon. Yeah. And Deborah and I just met. She would not let me go alone. And she wore this uh, top that was daft and it's tied in the center. The crew was going nuts. And I could have dated Demi Moore. But oh, wow. Deborah Jo, I knew it was her forever. Yeah. Yeah. She's my hero. What's the age difference between you and Deborah She's jo? seven years older. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. You were 14 when you first saw I was saw 14 when it. Yeah. it took me 14 more years to close the deal. Right. Now, I also see, well, <laughs> it happens. I also see that you opened for Cher. What was that experience That was like? pretty cool. Uh, Kiss FM yeah. did this event. And uh, I met Chaka Khan that night. Oh, wow. I met uh, Natalie Cole again. I met her actually here. Remember Pulsations? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that sure. Terrible, cheesy oh, yeah. place. 
met her there in uh, Poison. Remember the band Poison? Uh, Kate yeah. Starling. Mm-hmm. I met her there. Uh, Open it for sure was good. That's awesome. And I got along famously with her son because I knew he was going to talk guitars. We just talked guitar stuff all night. That's great. That's great. Elijah Blue. Um, so, but you originally went out to L.A. to be a comedian. Is that what I'm understanding? The show, though. I mean, you right. the puppet show. But when I got there, they did have me. They said, you know, it's not always the puppets. You don't have to do that. So I did some MC work. Right. Without the puppets, I was terrified because just like the hair, something to hide behind. Right, right. And uh, I was I was just terrified. But I had the hair, so I was okay. Hide behind the hair and walk out on stage yeah. and talk. <laughs> But uh, the TV thing, you know, man, I worked in some special effects in San Francisco making miniatures. Okay. For uh, ride simulators. Oh. So I did some of that. I mean, basically, it's like do a million things when I was in L.A. Yeah. One after the other. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break for and address some technical issues. I think we might be having oh, no, with some sound. Well, no, that's the pans right. in the kitchen. Oh, that's Chef Robbie uh, Jester getting hot and heavy yeah, back with there. The, with the chicken thighs. So. Oh, that's the sizzling of a chicken thigh yeah. that I'm hearing. I had to take the uh, earphones off to see Whoa. what that was like. Oh, no, it's, uh, it smells great, He's going to town. Oh, Mackenzie's back there with him. Here, watch out. Oh, she's fine. Mackenzie hanging out with the Food uh, Food Network she's star. I'm a, uh, he might be professional, but I'm a way better chef. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. So what else do you have on those index cards? Oh, I just that? remembered a good one. We're yeah. going for Slash at his house. Get out. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so how did that come about? That was uh, uh, his manager thought I was going to do the video for them. And uh, said, you should, you should see this guy's show. And he brings me to Slash's house. It's what led to the, the Guns N' Roses final rap party, where Axel sat right there wow. with his back to the show. Because he had heard that I have an Axel Rose puppet in the show oh, that no. I treated really poorly. And <laughs> Slash loved that. He, oh, he picked no. up the puppet and he goes, hey, this looks like a chick I used to date. He hated. Oh. But I went to Slash's house and it is incredible. He's the nicest guy in the universe. Yeah. His entire house is uh, terrariums. Not terrariums, uh, herpetologist. It's just, he has snakes on every wall going up the staircases. Oh, yeah. Uh, ter- uh, just an incredible guy. And I went upstairs and I ran my finger up every one of his guitars in his private studio. It was oh, right when they were wow. about to break up. And uh, he said something really amazing. He watches the show, he stares at me. I finished the Hendrix puppet. He looks over at me and he goes, You're scary, dude. No. The scariest guy in, uh, in all of rock and roll. But then he says, It's a little thin. Yeah. It's a little thin for this video that Gary Goldman ended up doing mm. with the band called uh, Gary Oldman. Sorry, uh, it was uh, their cover of Skyliner's song that I love. Uh, oh, Since God. I don't have you, yeah. So it was the spaghetti incident, and I was really like, he's blown away. I could see that he's blown away, but it was too thin. I never forgot that he was thinking it was going to be darker, more grotesque. Sure. And then I ended up working for him a couple more times after that. He was just one of the coolest guys. When I look at the index card, that, that one jumps out. That's awesome. That's a great guy. That's awesome. Well, you're going to do a show for us later, right? Can't wait. Yeah. So uh, when we return, it's, it smells like... Uh, it smells good. It smells great. It seems like it's almost done. So uh, when we return, Robbie Jester's going to join us again. We're going to eat some food. We're going to talk a little more. And then after that, we've got... Uh, uh, Lee Zimmerman going to perform a puppet show for us. Puppet Guy. All right, man. You can check him out on thepuppetguy.com, by the way. Yeah. We'll be right back. Dorks and Forks. 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 
So we're back. So Brian, yeah. uh, Lee and I were just talking. Oh, that's good. Uh, while we were smelling this delicious food that Chef Robbie great. has, and we were talking about, you know, art house movies and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And uh, he asked me a great question: uh, What's my favorite film? And you? and well, the reason behind it, uh, Lee, if you want to say like that's that I unifying. Just, it's my unifying theory that yeah. your favorite film speaks volumes about you, and usually you can give somebody. You can give them two to three films because nobody can slow right. it down. Right. Sure. But if you had one. So if I have one, and you know what? It's oh, it's a kind of a trite answer among people my age in particular. Yeah. But it's it, 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 I really just like it from start to finish. It's a beautiful story. It's well told, and it has a beautiful uh, uh, picture. Uh, it's the Shawshank Redemption. That's beautiful. Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption. It's mm-hmm. it's just and, and and I do like my favorite movie. I do differentiate between like my favorite film and my sure. favorite movie my sure. favorite like fun movie like i love the back to the future movies they're you know they teach those movies in in filmmaking class you know to tell about plot exposition and, and it's perfectly set up it's a yeah. okay so that was for years my favorite film of all time yeah. back to the future i used to carry a slice of the 35 millimeter print because i was an usher when it came out shut up you are not you are not making it up it is perfect the first act sets up the it's first, second act perfectly yeah and it ties together it's a solid circle that yes. film is unlike any other film yeah they don't it make movies like that we were actually i have a i have a edit of back to the future that i made myself that is back to the back back to the future nice. it's one solid from oh, start like to that. finish <laughs> and it is amazing and it's it's just the movie's perfect. Yeah. It, it perfectly sets up everything. You see, I mean, there's a scene that's cut out uh, right after Marty gets home and, like, the car's wrecked from, you know, Biff wrecked the car because George didn't tell him there was a blind spot, which is <laughs> so ridiculous. And he spilled beer all over himself. But anyway. car towed all the way here. All you have for me is a light beer. A light beer, right? <laughs> so, but right after that, in the, in the original script, and they actually shot it, Biff leaves, and Marty and George are talking about, like, you know, Dad, why do you have to be such a pushover? Can't you just say no? And then this neighbor walks in with his kid, who's like, it's kind of like a Girl Scout thing. He's like, hey, my kid's selling this peanut brittle. Uh, I can put you down for a case, right, George? And he's like, uh, yeah. And then it's like, oh, man, here's a case of peanut brittle. And then that's when it cuts to the dinner scene. Oh, where is he? And he's pouring the peanut brittle into the bowl when they're watching the honeymoon. Right. And he's like, oh, Dad, you just couldn't say no. <gasps> but it's like little pieces. They're perfectly setting up his weakness for when you see him punch, you know, knock Biff out later. And it's it, those, those little seeds that they plant all throughout. Same thing with the Shawshank Redemption. That's a great you choice. Know? Yeah. May I ask what yours is? My favorite film? Oh, boy. Shawshank's such a good choice, mate. Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, I've, I've got the Citizen Kane Citizen poster. Kane, yeah. You know? I know, like, when I was a kid, it was more like Orson Welles that, that inspired me. You know, it wasn't so much a film. It was uh, the filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, man. So, but, you know, I, I love Orson Welles. Um, any, you know, Army of Darkness, kind of Evil Dead. Sure. Those well, are one it. of my favorites, you know. Um, I have an Ash. Yeah. Do you have an Ash? You have an Ash puppet? You have an Ash puppet? Oh, yeah. I made two now. Oh, what? Yeah. But he has the chainsaw cool. hand. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's pretty that's cool. That's brilliant. And uh, the boomstick. Oh, yeah. wow. Chains on one hand, boomstick in the other. But continue. I'm yeah, sorry. the boomstick. Boom well, I'm like, we, uh, that, you know, for our cult movie night, you know, I just put up a poll, like, who wants, because we have a Halloween, um, uh, the last Tuesday of October is a second uh, showing of our cult movie night. And uh, I put up, like, a poll, like, uh, for a creature double feature, you know, because mm-hmm. we're doing a Night of the Living Dead here uh, oh. the first Tuesday. And uh, so it was like, what do you want? Like vampires? Do you want werewolves? Or do you want um, deadites? Deadites. So it's it's an army of darkness. It's uh, it's uh, the Lost Boys and um, 
uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Right. So, which, so were, which would you rather see out of those three films? Out of those three? Yeah. Army of Darkness. You can't go wrong. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's funny. So good. It is so funny. But yeah. American Werewolf, is, it still holds up. Well, it also has it's the best. practical special effects, but they're actually yeah, they're really brilliant. good. It's like the top uh, werewolf transformation scene ever. in cinema. Ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah, and it's, it's like you said, it's practical. I remember watching behind the scenes for that, and they're just like, they're, a lot of it was shot in reverse, you know, mm-hmm. so like it's, uh, and the hairs retracts. are growing, they're actually retracting uh, in, and then they just roll it backwards. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and, and But then you see that, the face, how it elongates, yeah. you know, into the snout, and like, oh, it's just so such good. a brilliant the transformation. The yeah, fingers stretching. The paws, yeah. yeah, oh my God. Yeah, just yeah. a brilliant. And it's so clever. It's just really, really funny. I think it's Landis' best. Yeah. And it's pretty funny, too, like, like leading up to it. No, like I was kind actually of a just funny movie. I was actually just thinking like they don't make movies like that anymore. And if I had to think of like a funny horror movie outside of Shaun and the Dead or something like yeah. that, yeah. But in that same vein, it's a horrible movie. Idle Hands. Yeah, but it's, but it was that kind of like he yeah. has the zombie friends and they yeah. talk to him and it's like very similar. So yeah. funny you say that the connective tissue between Lost Boys, which you mentioned, mm-hmm. like it's not one of my favorite films of all time, but Joel Schumacher at yeah. the time because that's right in the same window mm-hmm. as they. He said. I don't know how to describe it. And the filming and the, you know, the studio saying, well, what is it? Is it a comedy? Is it a horror? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> all America Werewolf was all these things. Absolutely. Plus Jenny Agutter. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> I think a lot of, a lot of young men, a lot of young boys became men. An accent will do it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to American Werewolf for sure. Uh, That's some so great funny. choices. But I, I also really respect your saying, you know, it's Wells. Because you can also say Kubrick. I mean, some, I sure. used to say my favorite film is Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, anything. Because <laughs> there's Kubrick. like nine of those that are right. just solid as series. That right. You know, you can... I'll watch. I'll watch 2001: A Space Odyssey any day. Yeah. All day, any day. Yeah. That's great. So yeah, wait, Kubrick what's your favorite film? Well, it was. It's always been True Romance. True Romance. <laughs> and that's yeah, why when I met him, so I was in line. We yeah. And that's why he mentions it on the. I mean, he could see it in our eyes. We weren't kidding. If you asked Deborah Joe to this day, she'd say True Romance. Yeah. Now, Deborah Joe, what, who, what did Deborah Joe do? She was a Playboy Playmate of the Year in nineteen seventy-eight. That's right. So I uh, saw her. I was fourteen. We'll post yeah. a picture of her cover on. You Instagram. got us. She was famous for her long blonde hair, which came to her oh. ankles. Oh. And then she uh, she had a whole career lined up that would have been incredible. Roman Polanski uh, handpicked her. She had a she had a screen test with him, and Hef himself killed her career. He actually said, "In your contract, we're not going to let you do these things." Right, we she own your it. image. Right. So she did. She worked with Robin Williams and Mark Minnie. She did a bunch of stuff, yeah. but she was owned. And so she missed out on that. She was a pretty talented actress. It was kind of a drag. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. But you know what else happens, Brian? What's that, Dan? People, sometimes they have one talent in one thing, but they're also very talented in something else, like the puppet guy here <laughs> is also the Etch-A-Sketch guy. Yeah, you do Etch-A-Sketch. It's true. Yeah. So, yeah. like, speed, Etch-A-Sketch, portraiture. Yeah. There are uh, people all over the world now that do it, but I right. do it really fast. Yeah. And uh, when, I, when I do this, I do show, actually, I did this character at Seinfeld's rap party. Yeah. It's a red suit with Etch-A-Sketch buttons for the buttons. And I walk around from table to table, and I take requests. What do you want to see? And I can do it in under a minute or under three minutes. I can write your name upside down backwards. I can do all kinds of stuff. I'm going to maybe do a portrait of uh, Oh, oh, oh yeah, I was thinking of, of doing that and see how fast I can do it. Of Robbie? Or pornography. Oh, okay, okay, so either Robbie or pornography. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, tough call. But what about Robbie, maybe Robbie in doing pornography? Yeah. Doing Robbie in so food much. pornography. Robbie is ready to I plate up see. some food. When we come back, Brian, what are we going to do? We're going to eat some delicious food from Chef yeah. Robbie Jester, and we're going to have a speed portrait yeah, from, from the Etch a Sketch guy, Lee Zimmerman. That's going to be cool. We'll be right back. Nice to it. Dorks and Forks. 
right, Chef. All right, so we're back. Welcome, Do welcome. Thank you. Uh, Robbie Jester came in. Uh, he's Everything's plated up. It looks delicious. It does look delicious. Uh, tell us one more time what you've made for us, please, Chef. Yeah, so we have uh, pretzel mustard-crusted chicken thigh with what I'm calling quick kraut for the day, but really uh, braised <laughs> red cabbage, which is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things. Actually, something I had never had until I went to culinary school. Mm. Uh, I learned how to make it there, and I pretty much make it the same way. A little sweet, a little sour, a little salty, but perfect for that Oktoberfest theme. And then uh, impromptu, made a little bit of Oktoberfest. We use Yingling Oktoberfest. Uh, a little bit of onions, uh, thyme, and made kind of a beer blanc. So uh, a beer a blanc version of a beer blanc, but with uh, some fancy schmancy Oktoberfest beer wow. uh, to tie all the flavors in together. So oh. should be delicious. I like the thigh because it's it's moisture than the. We all love the thigh. Uh, and yes, we are. Uh, I'm a thigh man. <laughs> we are pairing this, of course, drinking the uh, Yingling Oktoberfest, and uh, it's their homage to a German heritage beer. Mm. Uh, according to their website, it's copper in color, and the medium-bodied beer is a perfect blend of roasted malts with just the right amount of hops to capture a true representation of the style. Um, I got to tell you what, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm I, I I'm not a, a heavier beer drinker. I'm a happy with a PBR or a Natty Bow. And I, I, I said earlier, that off camera or off uh, microphone, like, do you like the beer? And I'm like, no. Yes, I actually do really like this beer now. Uh, I've had two of them, and it's it, it's a very palatable flavor. It's oh, it's, it's very delicious. smooth. It's yeah. not like you know those uh, hoppier IPAs. It has a perfect blend of everything. So check out the Yingling Oktoberfest. Brian, how's the dinner? Well, <clears throat> let me just say it's a treat what you have made for us today. Um, when it comes to overall appearance, flavor, uh, the consistency of the chicken cooked perfectly uh this this mustard this briny uh from the slaw and the the beer blanc as you call it uh the the nuts that or the pretzels i'm sorry adds this crunch and the textures it's it's delicious i mean it's it's a treat and thank you for coming to do this let me get some asmr on this one oh my god it's an 11 <laughs> it's an oh, thank you very much no, no dude, this is incredible, like, and you've read about the textures, like the most important thing. This is amazing. Yeah, it's a really nice coupling of well, the, of textures for sure. And then you get the mustard seed, right? Yep. So that kind of pops in your teeth. Mm -hmm. There's so many different things going on in your mouth when you eat this dish. You know what's funny is when you when you first get out of culinary school, you find yourself like, but how many? How can I show like? show more flash how can i show more of my technique how can i put more things on the plate so you're like oh i want to do a sauce of this and a vinaigrette of that and i want to do potato and three textures and i want to do all this stuff but then once you once you really figure out that it's just about how things taste you start to take things off the plate mm -hmm. and this is you know like i said chicken thighs you don't you really can't go wrong there uh, braised cabbage is one of my favorite things because it hits all of the sweet sour salty bitter flavor profiles mm. You have a little umami here with mustard seed, um, but for a chef, from a chef's perspective, there was, it's funny, I cling to braised cabbage. There was a diner that was open 24 hours a day down the street from culinary school, 
uh, when I went to CIA, and they had roast chicken and braised cabbage, and it was on the menu all day long. You get a half chicken wow. and braised cabbage, oh, yeah. and it was one of the best things ever. They're still open yeah. up the street. I can't remember what the name of them is. Oh man, but it's fantastic. Mm. This is so good. And you know, cabbage is supposed to suck, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that people don't like. <laughs> I heard you say the word. I'm like, that's great. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I really don't want this cabbage. Is delicious. I love it. This is so good. Mm. So good. You did. You knocked it out of the park, chef. Thank you very much. For sure. And again, we'll have some videos of uh, Chef's preparation of this delicious meal and the final product on our Instagram yeah. at Dorks and Forks Chef. Tell us a little bit about where we can find you online and f taste your food in person. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as far as finding me online, I'm, I have my own website, www.robbyjester.com, but then on Instagram, Robbie underscore Jester. Uh, Facebook, you can just uh, search Robbie Jester. Uh, but then I work for High Five Hospitality. We have 11 restaurants all together, but I'm in charge of Stone Balloon Ale House, Limestone Barbecue and Bourbon, and Expectation, which just opened in July. So we really have concepts that run the full gamut. You can come to Stone Balloon and get a, get a nicer experience. You can come to Limestone and get counter service style Texas barbecue sliced in front of you, smoked that day. What a lot of people don't know is a lot of barbecue restaurants, what they do, uh, especially if they're not they're not chef driven or something like that they smoke like the chicken on monday right and then the pork on tuesday and then they reheat it every day but right. at limestone we literally smoke every single thing that you have that, that day. day so once it's sold out it's sold out wow it's the freshest that it could possibly be for you wow um but i also have a healthy home meal delivery it's called full circle food it's www.fcfoodgroup.com so that's our my newest venture i have a business partner tim bolt he and i met at culinary school and we do gluten-free, dairy-free meals, uh, 500 calories and under. So if you're somebody who has a busy schedule, trying to eat right, you know, maybe has kids, doesn't have time to prepare, or you tried out one of those like HelloFresh or one of those like meal kit kind of things, uh, you know, ours are fully prepared there for you. I find the convenience to be unbelievable, um, unbelievably helpful for me, you know, because I might be going from stone balloon to limestone or from full circle to expectations and just having that meal to pop in the microwave eat enjoy and to know that it's healthy um you know for me um, my business partner and i have probably lost about 70 pounds together wow uh, eating the meals and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like we're depriving ourselves because it's chef driven meals and we right. really try to focus on technique to really get the same flavor profiles that you would yeah uh so we do like for instance a perfect example we do a like a no sugar added barbecue sauce it's a roasted red pepper barbecue sauce yeah. we slow caramelize the onions we add a little bit of cinnamon in there because we're all um pre-programmed to think that cinnamon is a sweet thing so we put a little bit in there, and it tricks people, tricks like your brain into thinking right. that it tastes sweet. Um, and it's, I mean, it's very simple. Roasted peppers, tomatoes, just cooked that way. Uh, but I really enjoy it. And we try to do things like that where technique is, is at the forefront of what we're doing. It's fresh. It's meals for the week. Uh, super convenient, super helpful for anybody. I mean, we have families to do it. We have singles to do it. You know, everybody has a different lifestyle now, so somebody might have uh, – for instance, they're they're a programmer, but they work mainly uh, overseas. So they might their work time might be from 1 a.m. till till 9 a.m. Right. So nothing is available for them when they would go on lunch break, so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe a 24-hour diner if they're close enough to it. So this kind of fits everybody's lifestyle. Yeah. We're we're glad to offer it, and it's been we've been very fortunate because it's going very well. And what's the price point on those meals? Uh, so the price point goes from the more you buy, obviously the cheaper it gets, but it goes from I want to say fourteen fifty for for per meal for three meals mm -hmm. up to uh, a ten meal plan, which is ten dollars. Wow, 
That's mm. actually, that's great. And we throw some seafood options in there as well. They're not on there every week, but pretty much every other week. Uh, there are some, some weeks where we do seafood in concession, but we just believe in, you know, we want to do the right thing by by our guest, our customer, yeah. you know, offer a nice variety. We do have some staples for people to get used to, like to have the same thing every week for a little little while. We offer breakfast options and things like that, but mostly just entrees and dinners. And we try to do fun takes on on different things. So we do like a chicken marsala. That's not that's not uh, the sauce is made with butter and the chicken is not dredged in flour. Right. You know, it's more like just sautéed chicken reduced well with the marsala wine sauce and things like that. We do, you know, we did a chicken sausage, pepper, and onions. We we sourced a chicken sausage with spicy chicken sausage, did peppers, onions, homemade uh, pomodoro sauce, and then do zucchini noodles. So simple yeah. swaps and stuff like that, too, where people that are used to, like, the one thing that you always hear when somebody's trying to eat healthy is, like, I just love pasta. Mm-hmm. So we try to do a lot of plays on that pasta texture or rice as a texture to get uh, healthy. But I think it's convenient. I think for the price point for chef-prepared meals delivered to your door, I think you oh, really yeah. can't that's, beat yeah, it. You can't. That's, that's a really good deal. You definitely can't beat that. And we've seen, we've, you know, we did our research. We tried some of the other stuff, and, and some of the meal companies that come in a little bit less in price, you know, honestly, the, the meal container fits in the palm of your hand, and it's, you know, it's it's meant for somebody that's like bodybuilding or something like that that's mm-hmm. eating eight eight meals a day, nine meals a day, yeah. really pacing it out. So mm-hmm. ours is for, more for the regular folk. Right, right. So, and that website, again, was Full Circle So food. the website for that is fcfoodgroup.com. fcfoodgroup.com. Yeah, over here we have Lee. Who has been fervently uh, he's been, making uh, his Etch-A-Sketch Kind of looks like Jesus. Of, so, no, of Robbie of Jester. Robbie. That's pretty good. Ah, That's fervently I like making it. So yeah, Lee has... Oh, and now it's gone. And now it's gone. Oh, we were so Why would you... We were going to take we a picture. We have video. No, it's okay. We, we got video. video. All right. We got video. There's evidence. We can still <laughs> I love... Pretty cool, though. What I love about this Etch-A-Sketch, <laughs> though, is that one of the dials is just like, it's busted, and there's so much of the inside Isn't on the like outside right now. Isn't that like poisonous mercury or something? Oh, it's poisonous. Yeah, Graphite. Oh, graphite, just like mom used to make. Oh, man. Mm. Well, well, speaking well, of coleslaw. Yeah. So, <clears throat> how, okay, so how long have you been doing the Etch a Sketch thing? Been an Etch a Sketch club member since I was six. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I tend to erase them really fast. I have a couple in on, if you go to Hollywood Boulevard, the Lace Gallery. And what's cool about those is they hung them on the wall. And in the uh, big earthquakes, oh, no. it fades up. Oh. An effect I could never draw. Wow, uh, yeah, right? Awesome. That's so funny. <laughs> and uh, they're like, can you fix it? I said, no, never. And the other thing is uh, some of the guys, they drill out the back and they spray fixative. That, that ruins the idea. Of that's the like that's oh, not I the see. point of the etch sketch. Yeah. Oh, so once you draw something, they'll right. spray it, and then it stays. Correct. But I'm sure people often ask you to do like the Statue of Liberty, the Eiffel Tower. You get all like trite uh, stuff, right? Well, when I'm doing the the, the etch sketch guy, I just go around from table to table and say, "What's your favorite animal?" Right. I do their name upside down, oh. backwards, or something like that. You know? And where could people find your information? Etchasketchguy.com. As well as thepuppetguy.com. Yeah. Here, we'll do my and I think you have a Facebook uh, for those things as well. Everything's got a Facebook on it. Yeah. Yep. Good. Look at that. Well, right so in Zimmerman backwards. Upside down and backwards. Here we go. That's Zimmerman. impressive. Zimmerman. And then here, we'll do the lead really quick. Here. Oh, and then we got to come and dot the eye. There you go. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Can you do a, could you do a dorks and forks? Absolutely. Right. Maybe like <clears throat> when we return. When we return. Lisa you got a logo or anything that I can work from? Anything cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. get you something. And yeah. we're also going to have dessert uh, for my birthday. My oh, very yeah, good friend, Ashley Bruce, made uh, her homemade carrot cake. And she makes it 
so amazingly, and I'll share a couple of her secrets on her homemade carrot cake Very when we cool. come back. Dorsen Forks. Just chew it up and spit it out, yeah. which I've done before. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Not carrot cake. So the ladies are, we're back. Dan, we're back. The ladies are plating up. Yes, they are. Some carrot cake. Some it is Dan's right carrot cake. So yeah, my good, very good best friend in the whole wide world, Ashley Bruce, um, makes the makes my favorite cake. I don't. I'm not a sweets eater at all. Um, and carrot cake has always been one of my favorites. My mom used to get it for me when I was a kid, yada, yada, long story. Uh, but a lot of people, when they make carrot cake, Robbie, you can push it away. You don't have to eat it. It's okay. <laughs> oh, um, I want to. He's on, he's on a cleanse, people. He's on a cleanse, so it's all right. Um, a a lot smaller, of people, I could give him a smaller piece. A lot of people, when they <laughs> when they make carrot cake or you get carrot cake, a store-bought one, it's dry. It's not it, it's not great. Well, she has a little secret, so let's uh, let's all dip into this. It real would be quick. nice though to have his opinion though right. on if, her if cake. If he wants to take a bite, he's you know, welcome maybe. to take a bite and spit it out. Maybe just the backside <laughs> of a fork. I, I, so, I will uh, taste it. And spit it right. out. There all we right, go. Right. Yay, Robbie's in. So everybody, dig in, take a bite. It's so delicious. Uh, again, you can find pictures on our Facebook and Instagram at Dorks and forks mm. what could be a bigger ego builder than yes chef bobby spit out my food <laughs> yeah. well, it was so good robbie spit it right out <laughs> no <laughs> mm. I, it's moist right it's crunchy it's, it's like the gateway drug right so yeah <laughs> spit, it spit it out now out. because he's like i'm gonna eat 20 more pieces of this if i don't spit this out right now and it's on a cleanse He's not saying the cake's bad, by the way. He's on a cleanse, so he just doesn't want to doesn't want to get that sugar rush. It's yeah. the gate. He likes it, starts, right? All of a sudden, he pounds a six pack. So, are you ready for the secret of the? Uh, the I mean, there's raisins in here. There's walnuts in here. She mm -hmm. made a, a hand, you know, um, cream cheese icing, for the whole nine yards. The secret to the moisture in the carrot cake. Are you ready? Baby food, and pineapples. Seriously. Baby food. So she used she just like the pureed carrot baby food. And puts it in here, and then so some really tiny sliced uh, pineapples. I thought it was going to be vanilla pudding mix or applesauce or applesauce. Something like People that. do applesauce for sure. Yeah. What baby what food? Baby food though. Uh, just like a Gerber carrot baby food. A carrot baby food. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you that it's probably the best carrot cake that I've ever. Whoa. Ever tasted, chewed up, and spit out. There you go. Well, I mean, <laughs> of all really the carrot cakes fantastic. you tasted and spit out, I mean, this is the one. Yep. And I, I, hear I she, would say it's the best, the best carrot cake I've ever tasted. Wow. I, I would honestly it, say that. Wow. It's delicious. Wow. And, you know, it's I love moist. It. Awesome. I love. Um, I love it refrigerated with the pineapples because then you cold. get right. texture. It's really good. I like how with the icing, you know, she mm -hmm. uses baby food for the cake, but with the icing, she she put in her own breast milk. Oh, stop it! <laughs> and stop I think it! That's what really did it for me. Oh my God, me. Brian! Uh, Robbie, you did gonna, you like the breast milk? In uh, are you going to tell the story? Are you going to tell the story? What story? Right. Are you going to tell the story? Of oh, the breast milk shots? Yeah. So. Oh uh, man. No. We're not going to tell the story. <laughs> so we, uh, Dana and I used to work at. Or a theater in Delaware. A theater. A theater in Delaware. <laughs> and, uh, you know what? Let's not tell the story. But it's not. But no, the owner, his uh, wife was Prego, right? And we used to, uh, it was really cool because it was musical theater. And uh, Dan and I, we were like the only two straight Robbie's guys. Robbie's like dying well, right it's, now. It's kind of questionable with Dan, but Dan and I, we were like the only straight guys, right? And it was like a musical theater. And at night, we had a bar. There was a bar, on, which is dangerous. So we, we paid. It was not an open yeah. bar. We paid our yeah, way. We paid. But you know, it's so we uh, 
we would after hours we everybody be drinks. drinking maybe mm-hmm. play some king's cup do what king's cup. thespian young thespians do mm-hmm. when they have no responsibilities in life that's right and uh so we we would jameson bushmills i think was our bushmills we did bushmills and uh and and she would take her breast milk and shoot it it only First happened all, once. It's not, would, they don't talk about it like it's like, oh, and every, every Saturday night, this every is just a thing. We just thought, so she no, would, it happened once. And I actually think she, she, she put her cream in our Kahlua is the way it worked out, if I remember <laughs> it. That's the way I remember it. She would, like, she would hit you with it. You'd be across from her, and she would like hit you with it. Oh, yeah. No, she was then, like a dark started, throwing champion with breast milk. With breast milk. And I think that's what started it, because then we were like, we should put that in shot. So... She lined up. We lined up some shots, and she went down the line. And Lee Zimmerman is squirming and, right now. And weren't we doing them like car bombs or something? Because it would curdle. Yeah, yeah, there was a car bomb okay. at one point. So we drop it in half a pint of Guinness, and Lee is squirming. So wait, real quick, did that make you uncomfortable? Sounds like it was, that was a lovely story. <laughs> real quick, I have Sambuca. Yeah, I have one more uh, uh, dessert treat for us. Um, Oreo is doing these mystery flavors. Okay. And they're different all the time. Pass one down, please. Oh, so we don't, it's a flavor. So it's a flavor. So oh, I've okay. guessed this flavor. Are you going in? I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. I'll, I'll You're going it in? Spit it out, yep. Taste it and spit it out. Here, I'll <laughs> let you get your own. Can't wait sugar out. Test the fortitude. All right. Two weeks left. It's not breast yeah, milk, Lee. It's not sure? breast milk. So, okay. so they have these mystery Oreos out. And if you win, if you guess the mystery Oreo, you, you know, go into their thing. You can win $50,000. Oh, so is it all the same? So it's all, I think it's all the same. Now, the last one they did was, Mackenzie, refresh my memory. Uh, Gingerbread. Smells of gingerbread. Fruity Pebbles was the last one. So gingerbread, you say smells like gingerbread. Or like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All right, chef, what do you think? I have, I already know my guess. Lee's thinking about it. Is the flavor in the cookie or the ice Both. 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 So it's not your, it doesn't taste like a traditional Oreo. It tastes like something else. Now, the clue here is... The clue here is, it pairs well with chocolate. That's Oreo's clue. It pairs well with chocolate. Strawberry? No, that is not strawberry. It's Kalooey. It's Kalooey. It's breast milky. <laughs> Chef is pondering hard. Did you take a bite of the cookie yet? Graham cracker. Yes! That is also my guess. Graham cracker. I said graham cracker. Wow. You said something like cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Graham cracker, right? Graham that's cracker. totally yeah, what this yeah. particular one is. So, uh, if anybody wants to figure out the Oreo mystery, that's our guess. I've already submitted it on behalf of Dorks and Forks, but there's a website that you can go to. Just Google uh, Oreo mystery Oreo uh, limited edition and uh, see if you can guess the next mystery Damn. on the mystery Oreo. Not a sponsor yet. Well, <clears throat> I think the time has come. I think uh, Lee agreed to perform a puppet show for us. Uh, he came, he set up earlier and uh, put together his stage. We're going to do it. We're going to do a two-camera shoot, and uh, awesome. we're going to release it like a little video. So, uh, all right, next up, Lee Zimmerman, puppet guy. puppet guy. All right, so to check out this really awesome performance by the puppet guy, you're going to have to go and visit us on facebook and youtube to watch this video so uh so go on just just hit pause and open a new page on your laptop or computer and and watch it uh, it's okay we'll wait don't seriously we'll wait okay well welcome back that was awesome right huh okay so it's time for us to wrap this show up we'll wrap it up real quick yeah let's just wrap it up all right well that's 
that's it. That was it. It was a great show. Mm-hmm. I'm very well fed and very well entertained, I and t- I couldn't ask for anything yeah. more. Chef, thank you so much for coming out. Oh, you're welcome. Doing this. My pleasure. That was that was. Uh, I don't think that I'll ever get to see that again. So it's a, it, it's an awesome afternoon. This is pretty yeah, cool. It really it's great. Cool. And where can people find you one last time? Uh, you can find me at RobbieJester.com on Instagram, Robbie underscore Jester. And Stone Balloon, Limestone Barbecue, Expectations, and Full Circle Food. Wow. All right. Lee, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. I had the best time, and that was incredible, Chef Rob. Thank you so much. Uh, the, show, the, show, the show was much more difficult than anything I could ever do. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Lee, thanks. So uh, where can people find you one last time? Thepuppetguy.com. Yeah, nice. Or etchasketchguy.com. Very cool. On or, Facebook and all that, too, yeah, right? yeah. That's cool. That's right. And of course, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dorks and Forks. And uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel on uh, your Apple Music and your SoundCloud accounts. And hopefully, wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah, and follow us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. So, and Dan, the next place will be is. The next place will be is at Cult Movies and Trivia, the first Tuesday of every month. Uh, So, the first Tuesday in October at Oddity Bar here on Green Hill Avenue. 21 and over. That's right. And our movie this year, uh, or this, this Halloween. So, yeah, we um, <clears throat> Night of the Living Dead will That's be the right. first Tuesday. And remember, it's always free to free to play, free to come and, and watch the movie, and win awesome uh, gifts from our sponsors, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon. Uh, we've got Between Books. We have Delaware Normal, mm-hmm. the big canvas advocacy group. And, uh, and now His and Hers. His and Hers. Oh, and ageofthenerd.com. That's right. That's so uh, right. hope to see you then. Thanks so much for wasting another hour of your life listening to uh, us. See ya next time, Dorks and Forks. Goodbye. Dorks and Forks is brought to you by His and Hers Adult Boutique. Hosted by Dan Sanchez and Brian Wild. Produced by Heather Brand and Brian Wild. Edited and engineered by Brian Wild. Music and theme song by RKVC. To be a guest on our show, message us on Facebook or Instagram. And don't forget to like and subscribe while you're there. Mm-hmm.